This episode of RFK Refugees is brought to you by our supporters on Patreon. If you'd like to ensure that there are future episodes and help this show grow, visit patreon.com slash rfkrefugees. That's patreon.com slash rfkrefugees. Enjoy the show. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. RFK Refugees Podcast. Ted and John here. Two very, very tired souls getting through this uh, or help uh, bringing you DC United commentary. We're, we're soldiering through this one, ladies and gentlemen. John, how you doing, man? How you feeling? Feeling great. Not at all tired. Not at all. Still sort of hungover. So, all just everything's good. Situation optimal. I'm ready to. I, I think. I don't know. I think I was. Uh, after the open cup game last week, I was going to talk about uh, the game, and I was like, "I nothing good will come from this. <laughs> nothing at all will be good." So we'll just not. Yeah, and then we couldn't get out. So we do apologize for the long delay. Um, I don't think we'll touch too much on the open cup game. They, they lost. They're out of the open. They cup. lost. Now, um, was, now they're not over. in it anymore. They've 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 done that before. Um, I, I will say we we've done well in open cups when they've been bad. Uh, lately, uh, 2010, they made the semifinal. 2013, obviously, infamously, were the worst team in Major League Soccer before making the final. So I'll say that much. That you know, they've historically we always seem to do well in this tournament when we're bad. Probably because we know the season's over, so we like pour eff- as much effort into it as we can. Um, it's also a weird tournament because it's right during the Gold Cup. Um, but uh, DC United finally got a win. Three points. Three points in the bank. They uh, sweep. Orlando, they, they're the second team they've swept um, this year, uh, the first being Columbus uh, with a road victory and home victory uh, for their for their conference rivals. Um, a win they they absolutely needed. I don't think there's any question about it. Uh, they had, of course, coming off two disappointing performances previously in league play, but which feels like forever ago because it was forever ago. It was like beginning of, <laughs> beginning of June, and now we're like close to July, and it just feels – Feels very long. Um, we've had a lot of World Cup and international soccer and all kinds of other things in between uh, to, to talk about. So, uh, uh, John, you were at the game. How, how was it like being back at Audi Field? Did you go Did you go to any of the Open Cup games? I think you went to the Philly game, right? I'm not mistaken. I didn't go to any Open Cup games. Oh, wow. I didn't do it. Yep. It was only two. It wasn't like it was a million at least. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so, yeah, I was there last night. I was not sitting in my normal seats. I was sitting in actually my favorite section in Audi Field, section 134, <clears throat> or 133, I'm sorry. Uh, best view in the stadium, in my opinion. Where uh, I think I'll be there. I'll that? be in that section. That's where we'll oh, be sitting. Well, you pick a good spot. Uh, or at least close to it. Um, I'll, I'll be there on Saturday, folks. Uh, you can try to find me. Um, I will have stickers. So you get, like, the extra treat of someone who doesn't get a chance to go to the games a whole lot. So I'll be there on Saturday. I'll also um, bring stickers, so you'll increase your chance to find a sticker person 200% on ex- Saturday. Make ex- sure you come to the game. Exactly, exactly. So we were uh, – our our group was late getting into the game. I missed the first two minutes, which made my skin crawl. I hated it. Uh, D.C. Washington sang the anthem. I didn't get to hear it. That made me oh, sad. Made, yeah. Uh, what happened? But I got in, and I quickly found my seat. Uh, saw, saw Wayne Rooney's ridiculous 70 70- I, I keep thinking the the yardage keeps increasing every time I see this the story. Uh, Seventy yards? Is that what is that what Six, people are saying? 60, is that the accurate number? Sixty eight is what I saw. Sixty eight yards. We'll round up. Yeah, we'll round up to seventy. So I saw that, and I I said to the other person who was in with me, uh, 
I was like, there will be no more goals because the rest of our friends were not here for that. And they're not really soccer fans. And they're the typical, like, uh, not enough scoring in soccer. I was like, I guarantee you that's it. That's, <laughs> they, they missed it. That's it for sure. And uh, we were right. So we kind of predicted that one. Um, well, they got to see the ball as, hit the back of the net ahead. before they probably got confused as to why it was suddenly being reviewed and called back. So they sort of got a second they goal. True, yes. Kind of. And we did we did make that point. We they got all of the joy with also all of the confusion that VAR tends to bring. Yes. So it got a little bit of everything. Uh Paul Ariola was missed. Yeah. Uh, as he always as he always is every time he isn't playing. His agent has got to be in the offseason has got to be shaking down Dave Casper for a raise because the team similar to Bill Hamid, when you look at this team without certain players, they just sort of they pale in comparison. Uh, Junior Moreno, I thought was going to be missed. Chris Durkin started off very rough. Um, you could tell he had a lot of rust, and and that was that was the case with him last year too. When he would get he would get thrown in there and not have a, a run of games, he would make poor choices. He would hold on to the ball too long and lose possession. And he started to do that this game, sort of in really bad spots. And he settled into the second half, and his passing range was back to what we know it to be. And he was he was a little bit faster with the ball. You could tell in the first half that James O'Connor and Orlando were as soon as as soon as Chris Durkin gets the ball, attack him and try to dispossess him, and it, it worked. I, I said on uh, I said on Twitter, I said if DC gives up a goal, it's going to come off a Chris Durkin giveaway um, after that first half. Um, and I, I I had the had that moment where it's like you know I've been talking up, oh Chris Durkin's fine, he's fine, he's fine. Ooh boy, um, yeah, maybe, oh. yeah, maybe he's not so fine. But he did he did collect himself. I thought very well in the second half. Um, he'll probably get get the run out um, again against uh, against Toronto, um, so I expect to see him out there. Um, so you know, another opportunity for him, I think, to kind of you know show that you know the first half was was don't worry about that, just just it's going to be second half uh, for the rest of the season. So don't don't worry don't worry about me. So um, Joseph Moore also made his triumphant return to, to league play. He had uh, shown up in a couple of the cup games. Uh, I expected to spend this whole podcast talking about it's great to have Moore back because he I thought he was really good. He he wasn't he was he it wasn't the impact game, but but you could tell certainly in the first half how much he was missed um, just in his ability to go forward to get into the attacking play. Um, I'm hopeful that it, I, I couldn't see if Chris. I can't remember. DC didn't use any subs, so I can't remember if Chris Odiastum was. They used one sub. Yeah, Quincy Ameriqua came in for uh, two minutes plus stoppage. Two minutes plus stoppage. Uh, but I can't. Remember, was Chris Odi was was Chris Odiastum was he on the bench? He was not. Oh, okay. Never mind then. He would have been my. Well, we get him out there. So and and he showed really well. Um, but I I don't know. I don't know what his status is. I think he picked up another injury. So I don't know. What we'll see out there, if we'll see Jalen Robinson be thrown out there, um, that's kind of scary. A left back? I hope not. I, well, Donovan <laughs> Pines is back, so we might we might go back to oh, the center backs. The old the old three five two will make us triumph. We might. Or three, I mean, four, I don't know what else you do because every left back one, solution one. they've tried to throw in there has been disappointment. So, with the exception of uh, with the exception of of, of Odiatsum, has been like the one been the one like bright spot. So, yeah. but he's he's out. I think uh, I know he got injured, and I, I'm not sure what his status is. Uh, but funny enough, he gets his injury. Uh, Chris Mora, it was a tackle that went in. Really, really rough tackle from, um, I think it was Ruan. Is, is that his name yep. for, for Orlando? Yep. Uh, I thought could have been, you could potentially argue that could have been reviewed uh, for a red card. Or, or if the referee would have given a red card, you, you could see the justification for it. Um, and apparently this is like, this is something that I didn't know. That, like He actually also was the one who like injured Ignacio Piatti for... For Montreal um, earlier this season as well, um, so he's broken, you know, Moore's jaw. He's now tweaked his ankle, so he's out for a, for a few weeks, um, and he's uh, and he's you know hurt Ignacio Piatti. So uh, 
he he's like he's like this like sneaky person who you didn't know was like bad who didn't you didn't know was bad because I feel like you got these players you know who like consistently injure players like you know you got Tom Wilson in hockey who has a reputation for that but uh, this guy doesn't have the reputation maybe it's because Orlando's not that good I don't know but I found that interesting that he literally is involved in another play which is very disappointing uh, for DC fans considering we were like it's like everything kind of started to go downhill with not downhill necessarily, but things definitely changed for DC when Mora went down. Um, and now it's like, we're right back to square one, uh, which is frustrating, uh, which is very frustrating. Yeah. He, uh, you're right in that it wasn't a great game from him. Granted he had was playing on a bad ankle from the 26 minute on with that in mind, it was impressive that he was able to still make as many runs as he did. Uh, it's just that he he's a lot calmer with the ball, and he knows. And I think also uh, his teammates know where to put him in. And mm-hmm. I think where he's going to be much more than every other fill-in guy they've had. Um, so that was that was noticeable, yeah. and it's unfortunate that we're going to he's going to be out now for uh, I think up to two to three weeks. I think with what they were looking at for an ankle sprain, but you know with all DC United injuries, add two weeks just to be sure. Uh, that's that's generally good. They don't we don't tend to beat those time expectations. We tend to exceed them usually. Yeah. Um yeah. it was good to see Bill Hamid back in after Chris Seitz having both games in the cup. Uh, he didn't have a lot to do. Orlando did not look extremely dangerous uh, very much at all. It was sort of a dog of a game in some ways. The heat was not bad, but the humidity was pretty pretty high and it frustrated me I mean, it's my old hobby horse about sort of not using the substitutes you have uh, to the to the advantage, particularly when weather conditions aren't perfect. Um, The excuse that you usually can use is if you look at the bench and there aren't a lot of difference makers or a lot of things that would change the game, that's fine. Um, I think Zoltan obviously now is just a body on a bench. I don't think that Ben even sees him as a as a as a game alterer. I would have said Griffin Yao for Segura with about 25 minutes left. Um, but I think the way the game was presenting itself, I think that they knew there weren't going to be a lot of chances. So potentially Segura is more of a defensive stalwart than Yao, who just will run a lot necessarily. Maybe doesn't have the the defensive. Although I'm sure he's he's a trier. He just doesn't. Segura has the pedigree, and Acosta looked. Uh, I, I don't want to say disengaged. Uh, there was a video somebody posted on Reddit where he was walking around the field. I think that's not really indicative of of much. Um, again, Acosta and Rooney are not reading each other very well. Uh, lots of one twos played where either Rooney or Acosta does not follow up on the play and make the run. Uh, which again, if you remember to last year, that's where the, that's where they were able to succeed is sort of being in lockstep on where each other were going to be and, and get into those spaces. And this year, it's just not the case. Um, and there's no real reason for that. You know, it's just it just is like it's not necessarily defensive mastery of the other team. It's just it just seems they just seem to not be connecting for whatever reason. Well, I mean, I, I would disagree, I guess, a little bit in the sense that I think that um, that that Rooney's doing a really good job at finding um, at finding uh, Acosta, and he's doing a really good job at finding it. And we're and I, I don't think he had a good game. Um, I thought there were several times he dribbled. You know, in t- there was opportunities where he had. I just feel like sometimes he's got like I look at plays and like I look at replays. You know, I, I kind of go back because in the split play, it's hard to see these types of things. And I look and I'm like, man, he's got like four or five decisions that he could make. I'd say probably about, you know, four of those five are good ones. And he makes the one that's not good. And it's it, it causes a dispossession. He tries to take on the team. There's just something, and I, I don't really know what it is. There's just something where the connection isn't there. And, and Olsen talked about it at halftime. 
Um, Olsen, you know, said, you know, you know, hey, the goal was great, but, you know, hey, we're not doing a good job. And then, you know, the other game, he was still like, so I think he recognizes that things are not going well and, and things need to change. Um, I thought uh, TT Rodriguez had another, you know, pretty strong game. I mean, if it weren't for a VAR review, we'd be talking about the amazing pass. He laid off the ball perfectly for Segura, uh, who ran onto it and, and finished it. Um, and, I also thought, you know, a lot of people are sort of, you know, chomping at the bit for Segura to get out there or for uh, Real to replace Segura. Um, Segura keeps finding himself in good positions, um, and he did so uh, against Orlando. Uh, unfortunately, like I said, VAR took it away, but he still found himself in good positions. Um, I thought he still looked pretty dangerous. Uh, come on, he's not he's not a great, you know, he's not a technical player. He's not going to dazzle you with ball skills. Uh, he's not going to be scoring, you know, goals of the goals of the week like maybe Griffin Yao is, and I think that's and, and a lot of you know DC always has this thing where a lot of a lot of they want to see the young players out there, and, they, and when we get a young exciting player out there, we want to see him out there, and I understand that you know fully. Um, I disagree a little bit that I don't think I don't think Yao was the right player for this situation. Um, he's still 17. If this game is tied or DC's chasing, absolutely he should be out there. Um, he should be out there because he can maybe pull off some sort of some sort of bit of magic. And you're not really concerning yourself about sort of defensive responsibilities. Uh, I don't. I think Ameriqua should start coming out a little bit earlier. Um, I think he can help sort of relieve that pressure. Um, and he that's what he was brought in to do again uh, in the in the in the second half against DC for those two three two, two three minutes. Um, and he did it well. He's 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 turning out to be he's not a player you know we, we've had players before who've come off the bench and they always try to like they want to make a mark or something and then they end up giving up the ball and the team comes back and scores uh, we had that happen countless times uh, Ameriqua there was one opportunity where I was like well I wonder what if he's gonna go for goal here but he kind of you know he looked at the situation said you know I maybe have an opportunity here to get something but it's not worth it I'm just gonna pass play you know kind of play it safe and passed it back and killed off those two minutes so. Um, he, he's not making a difference sort of on the scoreboard, but I think he's being sort of a selfless player that's kind of helping sort of finish off these games uh, where where DC isn't uh, isn't really firing on all cylinders in the offensive third. Um, so um, other than that, uh, Burnbaum and Brilliant were, were, were absolutely amazing. They were absolutely rock solid at the back, uh, which is good to see. Um, very, very good to see. Um, Hara, I thought, was a little rough. Um, not uh, in uh, Canals was OK. And not really too many particular amazing things. I don't know if anything else really stood out from this game. Other nope. than the goal. <laughs> which was fantastic. Which was fantastic. And uh, the question, of course, becomes, can DC sort of put together, you know, more comprehensive performances that they're not just relying on, on Rooney magic? Because the best chances came from that. The best chance, obviously, the goal came from Wayne Rooney. And then there was the set piece from Wayne Rooney. So, um, are, yeah, I mean, if you're going to have a player that's making big money and has a big name it's good that he's basically single-handedly creating offense for this team. It gives you worries for where this team actually is in the, in the greater context of a total team performance and sort of the ceiling for how well they can do going forward. But in the meantime, it's great that he's winning us games yeah. <laughs> and we can, and we'll be okay with that. And I mean, the, the real, the real question for this team is going to become, what are they going to do this off season? Where are they going to, who are they going to pick up? You know, Casper has said, we're looking at an offensive talent. We want to bring somebody in. They need to because when when you're waiting till the 82nd minute, it means you aren't confident that there's anybody on the bench that can be a difference maker. And I think I think Olsen 
trusts. I think Wilson knows that Yao is a great talent, but I think he's also maybe being careful because he doesn't want to ruin. You know, he doesn't want to ruin the guy. Um, you know, Chris McCann is has been shaky at best. I think he looks at it and he says, you know, I yes, I'm getting fresh legs out there, and I understand that argument, but I mean. I'm also like exposing myself and, you know, he, he, I think he looks at the game and he says, well, you know, Orlando's not generating, you know, high quality chances. Uh, they're not generating a whole bunch of expected goal. You know, I'm not seeing a lot of opportunities that would warrant me, you know, complete concern. Their team looks tired, but they're holding on. Um, and so I think he kind of looks at that and says, you know, I'm worried if I throw somebody else in there, then it's going to be, it's going to kind of break, kind of break everything down. So, and that, yeah, I want to. I want to reiterate. I agree. Uh, looking at the bench and where the game was, that is that is correct. It was that the bench is devoid of game breakers, and that the game had settled into a slog that was going to end one nothing no matter what. Uh, so while I wanted to see Yao at one nothing, it didn't make any sense. Steber is a ghost. Jalen would have only come on if uh, if um, uh, Laura was unable to finish. And Donovan Pines was just sitting there. And Chris McCann is, uh, in case of emergency break, glass player. So that's the deal. Yeah, I mean, Pines would only have been brought on if, you know, Birnbaum or Brilliant gets injured. Um, I mean, he's yep. he, he's not a guy you would, I think, bring in that situation. And you don't want to try to rapidly change your formation on the fly. Like, you, no, you, you, we're not good at that. Yeah, No, no, you're not good at that. I mean, we, we're good when we go in with that sort of game plan of here's the 3-5-2. Um, but you know, I think the, the, the real the, – what the lack of subs shows is that – there's not a lot of depth and, and you know, it, and when you're missing two guys, two key starting players like Moreno and Ariola, then you're, you're relying on two of your two subs, basically two guys you would, you would bring on uh, as your starters. So I think that's kind of changed things a little bit. Um, so yeah, uh, I, I can't really think of anything else about this game. Um, nope. nope. Another good reason too, why I didn't make any subs is because uh, they've had a lot of time off ahead of time. So these are all fresh legs, regardless of the weather, even though they have a game on Saturday, but going into it, they were probably pretty rested. Yeah. And then again, a game at home too. So, you know, it's, yep. it's, it's, you sort of use that logic that we're at home. The, if, if Toronto was playing a midweek game, you might've seen some more subs. Uh, sorry, Toronto wasn't playing a midweek game. Uh, they had an absolute, you know, slog fest, but with, uh, with Atlanta that they did get a win, which, which helps us in, in, in a lot of ways. So, um, so yeah, it'll be an interesting game coming up uh, next week. Um, and, uh, should we talk, uh, we talked a little bit about more, I guess. I'm trying to think if there's anything else, any other news or notes. I feel like it's been so long about the game. No, no, it wasn't, it wasn't really that, um, VAR, I will say was, I don't think we really talked a little bit about that. Uh, one thing I do want to say is I'm not sure how you can call that clear and obvious. Uh, I've the replay, I, I'm sure you probably didn't get much in the booth mm-hmm. or anything out on the storm. Uh, Nothing. They we I could be convinced that is offside, but if the referee was going based on that angle, if the angle that we were seeing on the broadcast, um, I don't see how he can call that, you know, a clear and obvious offside. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, this is something I, I've always you know, I think I, I've been seeing a lot with with sort of MLS is they don't have the one thing I will give FIFA credit for is that when they when they when they call an offside they show the graphics in the line and they show the, you know, so you can sort of see where the argument's coming from. But in some of the situations, like we, like we saw, particularly in this game, you look at that and you say, yeah, I mean, it's, he's like, even he's leaning in a little bit, but also the, you know, the Orlando defender stepping back. So it's kind of hard. Is it his arm? Is it his whole shoulder? And you look at that and you say, you can't tell if that's clear and obvious. Now, if they had, 
a camera lined up right on the line, you might have seen it. You might have said, okay, that is, I mean, that is offside um, by the by the rule, which, you know, I think needs to be kind of maybe modified a little bit because I think we're learning just how tight that rule is becoming with VAR. Um, I think it needs to be tightened a little bit. Um, you know, by the rule, you could you could see that being offside. So didn't get to see it. Um, I'll be very curious to see if we get if we get an article that comes back that says, you know, oh, it's not clear and obvious. The referee should not have had to review it. You know, then I'm going to be a little bit upset. So I wanted to share a stat. Uh, Brandon Cartwright, Brand- Brandonica <clears throat> always does these things with uh, player stats. Quincy America has, has set a new mark. For fewest minutes played by a DC United player with double digits and appearances, <laughs> he has ten games and 116 minutes, besting Quavis Kirk's ten games, 135 minutes. So if you remember Quavis Kirk, that's the, probably the last time you haven't thought of him since 2007. But oh, now you thought of him again. <laughs> so there he, there he is. So, so that was interesting. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> that was certainly interesting. So maybe we'll see some more appearances from him, or maybe some more offensive talent to come to sort of maybe challenge him a little bit. Um, I guess with that, I think we'll wrap up the segment. Uh, we'll come back. We'll talk a little bit about Toronto and maybe some other news, news and notes. So stick around. You're listening to the RFK Refugees Podcast. Welcome back to the RFK Refugees Podcast. Here to close out the show. Uh, John, you had some things you wanted to 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 throw at me, and I have no yeah. no idea what's right. going to happen. <laughs> no idea. These are not these are not world uh, world altering piece of, of news, but things no, we haven't nothing, talked about since we've been gone. Nothing we do on the show is world altering. No, I Let's disagree. Sure. Many things are. <laughs> the markets move based on on the things we talk about. Ted, we have we have. I that's seismic the, the, events. If they do, it's more correlation than causation. I, sure, I sure, sure. <laughs> uh, Wayne Rooney's an all-star. Uh, that's that's something. Uh, I actually hate the all-star game and think it's stupid. And I want my players to be rested, and I don't want them to play in this game and get hurt. Yeah. So that's fine. That's that's a bit of information. Uh, it came out. Go ahead. I mean, just I will say one thing. I, I don't. What I hate most about the all-star game is it's entirely based off. Most of it is based off a fan player vote, and I get that. But we're just at we're at a point in Major League Soccer where it's like you know who made the list? Well, it was you know Zlatan Ibrahimovic, you know I I'm pretty sure like uh, Pity Martinez I think made the All Star even though he's not having what anyone would consider an All Star season certainly, you know it's 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 a popularity contest and it's 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 based a lot off the biggest names not necessarily who's having who's having the best season. Now is Wayne Rooney having an All Star season? Absolutely, hundred percent. Uh, is Laton? Yeah, yeah. I, I would go ahead and say him, but I mean, there's just you see some of these players pop up, and you think, well, you know, you know, who who else maybe deserves to be on that? Maybe a little bit more than than maybe this person, or it, it's it's kind of annoying, and it it's kind of a uh, uh, evil with 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 MLS. You know, they need that big summer event, and I understand it, and I get it. Um, who are we even playing? I don't even know who we're playing. I know we're I playing. Know. Atletico new- Madrid, maybe. Yeah, Atletico. I think you're right about that. So I mean, the the opponent. I mean, the, the fact that like when, when they were playing Real Madrid, we knew it was Real Madrid. You know, it's right. it, the fact that it's, I guess, Atletico. Okay, whatever. I mean, if if the when the event comes here to Audi Field because they kind of do, like you get your first big year and then normally, 
you're asked to uh, you're asked to host the All Star Game uh, your next time around. So it won't surprise me if next year we get the All Star Game because uh, they kind of give you that year to sort of get under your get the stadium good and everything organized, and then you get you get the All Star Game. So um, I think I'd go to that. Yeah, I, I would too. I mean, it's I've been to one. It's a fun event. I, they had it at RFK um, when they had the uh, the MLS All Stars play back in two thousand three. I want to say when they had the MLS All Stars. Uh, uh, Actually, I think it was it was 2002. It was right after the World Cup, and they had the MLS All Stars play the U.S. Men's National Team. Like it oh, cool. was really weird. Weird. <laughs> it was a weird <laughs> event, and it, like I remember, it just rained, and it was like the game got shortened because of the rain. There was like this concert for this artist I had never heard of. It, weird event. It, cool. it was a weird event, but it was but it was kind of cool. It, it, the yeah. the concept was cool in that in that sense. So. That reminds me of when I went to MLS Cup 07 at RFK and Jimmy World played at halftime inside the stadium. <laughs> that was weird. Um, other bits of news. Zoltan Stieber wants to go back to continental Europe so that he can feature more for his national team. To that which we say, all right, man, cool. Hope, go ahead. hope it works out. It is kind of I funny. That the, that the article talks about how like he, he wants to go because in playing in MLS, he's not going to get noticed for his national team. And everybody's, got, and everybody's like, no, that's not, that's not the reason, buddy. That's not the reason. <laughs> Yeah, it's the whole I'm, not playing at all, not necessarily not yeah. where you're playing. It's, and, uh, and not willing to do the things and even, you know, wow. Yeah. I, I mean, he was kind of like a – I remember we got him, and he was kind of the one guy we were like, okay, I guess, sure, let's let's get him. And then he kind of scored the goal. He kind of, you know, did the Z celebration and everything. And, and then he's just, it's just been kind of like downhill from there. It's just been like slowly going downward, and now it's like rock bottom and – I think DC wants him gone too. I think they're going to figure out a way. They're going to say whatever you want, just take him. Like get get him off our salary books. Yeah, I mean he he had a two year rotation at every team he's ever played for, basically. So there's a reason for that. Yeah. Um, nothing against him personally, and he loves Miami. He loves being a tourist in DC, and you know who who doesn't? Uh, but hey, man, yeah, he's gotta I, go. I got seven hundred fifty thousand. If I got seven hundred fifty thousand dollars, and I just had to like show up to training. And then maybe play like a few games and just kind of half ass it. I mean, sure. Hey, man, you're living the dream. He's living the dream. He's very He's good. Getting paid. He, also, he also posts a lot of uh, the meal prep for his. Uh, he gets a lot of meal services delivered. He makes meals on his Instagram. So follow for that. That's something good. <laughs> um, so I promised I would complain about this uh, as a season ticket holder, and I am I am gonna do that now. So I didn't pick it up yet <clears throat> because. Again, I told Joe I was late to the game, so I didn't have time to wait in the line outside before a game, which is when you're supposed to pick it up, apparently. Uh, it appears that the season ticket holder gift is $20 or $10 per seat to spend, unless you're getting in premium seats, at the team store. Um, keep in mind, New York Red Bulls sent out custom Adidas sneakers uh, for to their season ticket holders. Um, in the past, you would get scarves, you would get a Tervis cup, you would get... Uh, some things you got one year a long time ago you got free mls live um, yeah i remember that was, that. that was cool um i remember i got that the, it was a discount off mls live and i remember people would give me the code and you it was just a coupon code and you put in the coupon yes. code and got the discount so you it was have to be a season ticket holder. recall <laughs> yeah i believe it was posted on big soccer quite quite a oh yeah enthusiastic oh, yeah. and they did that's like uh, they did that for like a year and they didn't do that again because probably yeah i wonder why <laughs> i wonder why boy we got a lot of dc united season ticket holders buying this um that sucks Uh, that's a that's a crappy benefit um i've talked already a little bit before and i've talked about on reddit some and i understand it's it's comes off as somewhat whiny um 
but I'm going to continue to whine because the reason you're buying these tickets again ahead of time is to guarantee your seat. Okay, whatever. Um, but like, there's that's for the team. You're helping the team out by doing that more than anything else. You're giving them cost certainty and money ahead of time. And historically, granted, we never thought that it was going to be like RFK where they were so desperate for anyone to come to games, they would fet you like visiting royalty when you came to, to games and do anything they could for you to make you happy. Um, that, that, that's a very poor gift. Uh, they could have done almost anything and it would have been better. It's almost, it's almost preferable to get nothing than to get a gift card that you can use that can't actually buy anything in the team store and you have to spend more of your money to be able to get anything. That's, that's poor. It's not good. Um, and, and there are other things that I've talked about already that were supposed to be um, just season ticket holder benefits that were got worked into the fam fan uh, whatever that's whatever the acronym is for fam where you can respend your money. The fan those were things you were supposed to get, and now you have to pay for them with your fam. Uh, so it's not great. I mean, I, I'm not going to be one of those people that goes on Reddit and be like, "That's it, I'm not renewing tickets because of this." Uh, I may not renew tickets next year. I don't know, but it won't it won't be for one thing. It's sort of it'll be more for this the totality of of what the the deal you're getting right like you you buy these tickets to for a reason you love the team you want to be there for as many games as possible but you could also just probably buy them a day of for most of these things and come out ahead um then when you pay the price you pay for season tickets so that's something i'm thinking about for sure the next year it it feels like a lot of decisions have just been made and there's 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 things they've done well i think on the field to again to make a competitive product but there are just certain things outside of that that they are just completely falling flat on their face. And if the team was poor, I think a lot of these things would be a lot more magnified. I mean, the flow sports thing is already very magnified and terrible. And even I posted a picture where they have the it, like the like the logo at the corner, and then the I guess the stream also has a permanent logo on it. So it's like two flow FC logos right in the corner. And it's just it's little thing, and I, I said I'm I'm being nitpicky, but come on, like that's just that just makes everything just look sloppy. But yeah, the uh, there's the you know the guards they put up on the screen, you know, to block the sun um, that they've had to that they said they were going to put up permanently, still haven't done that, you know. And now when they took them down, I think there was for the I think it was for the Open Cup game on the camera, like you could you could see little sunspots just like over the camera, so it's definitely. Uh, the sun is definitely a problem. Um, you know, there's the there's a lot of things sort of outside that they're just not doing well, and it's it's a shame because the, the I I am very excited to go to Audi Field for the first time this year on Saturday and go to a game, and it's a it, there's not a bad seat in the house. It's a great you know venue to watch a physical soccer game, but everything else is just kind of like it's one disappointment after another, and they're going to suffer for it. There's going to be somebody who's going to like look at this ten dollar gift card they got for their seat and they're like well i'm not doing this again i'm done with this like there's the flow sports thing there's this and this and this it's it's death by it like you know a little thousand cuts like not neither one of those is the thing that's going to kill your fan base but these are things that start to add up and then start to really hurt your fan base i got more i got more of a savings buying my ticket uh from StubHub for one game from a from a similar price section against Orlando than I than I did from that season ticket holder gift. I got twenty bucks uh, that was cheaper than the, 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 what I pay for my for my seat. Also, they still haven't done a meet the team event. It's June twenty seventh. Yeah. So that's also uh, you know who who cares other than season ticket holders? I get it, but geez, come on, do do the do the bare minimum at least do that. And I think again the problem is, and I'd be very curious to see what because I know there was a huge deal made 
leading up to this to the beginning of this uh, this year and and before the stadium opened at just how sort of unprepared they were staff wise. They had you know people doing yep. multiple positions and multiple jobs, and it was and it was like it it was a lot a lot of it was just like. There was like, you know, the titles of these people were like literally five, you know, five people, you know, five words. It was ridiculous. You know, it was just it was one word right after another. It was like literally three jobs and you could tell it was like three jobs in that one title. And I think a large part is that they probably haven't hired. They probably haven't tried to fill all that out. And a lot of those things, you know, you could hire somebody to be, you know, fan relations, you know, rather than having um you know, rather having one guy doing fan relations, team relations, media relations, which is probably what's going on. You know, you have one guy doing fan relations and his job is to, you know, find a good supporters gift, you know, find a vendor to create something that, you know, might out of the whole be worth, you know, ten, twenty dollars, but it's gonna mean more because it's gonna be a cool little unique gift that you get as being part of a season ticket holder, even if it's just a scarf or And you don't have to spend more to get it exactly. of your own actual money. Exactly. Exactly. So I mean it's it's you know, it's those types of things that, you know, that are just being completely, you know, missed. And I think it has a large part to do with that. They just are not they have not hired and they need to change that um, because I think they can get away with it this year. But next year, if, if this starts happening, you're going to start seeing some upset people. So. Um, so, yeah, I hope I, I hope don't know fixed. what the, I don't know what the rationale behind it is. Right. Like I don't unless the 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 day to day cash operations for the club are much worse than people think they are uh, and they're just. Uh, you know, they're just scraping by to make payroll and that's why they're just giving people seven jobs and having interns do work that probably, uh, you know, paid staff should be doing. Maybe that's it. Or maybe it's just a really horrible business philosophy that that ownership has that it's just like, you know, it doesn't need to be great. It just needs to be fine. And then people will still come to the games because Wayne Rooney. Who knows? Yeah, it's I don't know. I mean, the team, as has been talked about, is incredibly heavily leveraged. Uh, with that stadium. So I think that's certainly part of it. That might be why they're not, you know, jumping out to hire people. Um, I think maybe the time wasn't spent because, I mean, you can't really hire somebody middle of the season and throw them in the middle of the year and try to have them do their job. You would want them to have a ramp up. You would want them, you know, to be able to train them on certain things, you know, not just throw them into the, to the, to the, to the lines then, so to speak. So, um, it, this I think this offseason is critical for some of those off the field things if they can get the permanent, you know, the permanent backdrops in the back of the seats so there isn't the sun issue. If they can start, you know, maybe making good on some of their promises, they can decorate the stadium a little bit and make it look more, you know, have the banners hanging up and, and things like that. Um, I think you'll 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 sort of recoup a little bit um, and start to build something. But they got They got to start moving on that, that next this offseason. Stuff like that's got to start happening because it, it's it'll be two years, and if things are still the same, then that's not good, and that that starts to raise questions like that, like how strong is this team financially? Is this team actually in good financial straits? You know, a lot of those questions uh, uh, would have will have to be answered for sure. Yeah, and I think attendance has been fine. Yeah, so, uh, attendance has been great. So, I mean, I don't think there's been yeah. we're we're at the top, you know, with attendance and. I think they say we're the one of the few teams that's actually grown in attendance uh, over the years. Now again, that's because we played last year. We played one game at the Maryland Soccerplex with like a max of like five thousand people, and I think it was like and one like, game at Annapolis, in which, Annapolis, 
quite that was the weirdest game. Weirdest ever, game. But yes, I think that affects of, it. A lot of weird games. So that would affect it. But I mean I mean the crowds are still great. There's still a lot of energy in those games. The stadium is still loud. I mean, that was sort of the one concern with the stadium construction was, you know, how loud was it going to be? Was it going to be intimidating? And it is. I mean, there's it, it is really impressive that a, a, a stadium as open as that is still as loud as it is. Um, so I think they, they did a good job, you know, making it an intimidating fortress. Now they have to start, you know, making starting putting other things together. So um, speaking of being highly leveraged, we didn't talk about it because uh, we haven't done it yet. The uh, Loud and United is going to be on turf. Yes, they rolled out the turf today or last this week. Um, lots of there's no official word anywhere about this. Uh, it's sort of soccer. The soccer writers have been batting it back and forth. Um, is this a cost thing? Yeah, probably. Is it possible that they roll out turf uh, actual grass after the fact? And this was just a time thing. Probably not. Uh, that that would seem to be pretty wasteful. This may be just what it is, and you would hope that that the actual training facility, the pitches that they're going to use for first team training and stuff, are not going to be turf, and they're going to have actual grass pitch uh, for the teams to practice on every day. I don't know. We don't know. We don't know anything about that. All we know is that they're in a time crunch here, and they're throwing this in together and trying to probably spend as little money as possible because it's a, a minor league soccer stadium, so they probably shouldn't spend too much money on it. Yeah, the, the turf is totally because of the time crunch. Um, I mean, if when did they – I'm trying to think when they rolled out the sod for uh, for Audi Field, but it was like sometime in like I want to say March, you know, late March because you can't do it too early because obviously of the weather and everything. Um, but I'm pretty sure it was like early March. So you had a good three, four, you know, or three months or so before you had to actually open the stadium and, and, and open the play. Uh, they're, it's now July. They're supposed to play um, in August. So they have – they literally have a month and a half, and in the incredible heat and humidity of Northern Virginia slash DC, um, so not necessarily great grass growing situations. Um, I mean, they might replace it with grass sometime down the road, but I think they are looking at. I mean, and, and also I think it was Ron Kiefer that brought up a good point that you know this has to be used for other events. You know, they've they've made they've got made this deal with Loudoun County, saying it's going to be used for for Loudoun United, but also for other events. And I think having a grass field that you have to pay to upkeep already at Audi Field because you're going to be, you know, bringing in an XFL team um, in 2020, which is going to be really weird to see. Um, You're also going to have – so you're going to have grass coming up there, and then you're also going to have to maintain another grass field for other events. I think it's just easier – for them to just use a uh, use a field turf, and if this is, I guess my, my argument would be this is a developmental, you know, team. It's designed as a team that's going to be young, and you're going to develop talent and players. So I think personally, that's fine. Um, I, you're not bringing out Wayne Rooney there, you know, 30, 30, 33, 35 year old players out there. These are going to be you know younger players whose joints can probably handle it a little bit better. Um, not ideal. I wish it was grass, but you know, it, it, it's not the worst thing in the world. And I think it's all just to meet the headline in. I don't buy the argument that they're putting this up and then they're just going to tear it up and plant grass. I think that's been kind of floated out there. That would be such a huge sunk cost just to do that. Um, I think they could do it, but that would be like, they would make that change. Like they would ride this turf, you know, four or five years before they would even consider that. For a team that hires one person to do seven jobs, it would be very strange. <laughs> it would be very strange. It'd be, it'd, be welcome. it'd be welcome. It'd be like, hey, great, but it's not going to happen. 
No. Um, hopefully, I, I I just wish that team that they, they would just come out and say this. Like loud loud and or DC United could just be like, hey, yeah, we rolled out the turf. Uh, this is why we did it, and we can't wait to see you in August. Like, I don't know. I I always feel like being a bit more proactive about your about your PR is is a way to go, and not letting. I think it's because the the group of people who care about this is so small. You could fit them on one school bus probably, um, but you still exist to serve that group. So it would be it would be you could just clear it up in a in a sentence on your web page and it would be fine. But oh well, yeah. that's probably I think that's I think from the last week and a half as are really the highlights. Um, there aren't there aren't too many other things going on. I think that once it feels like the season had just stopped. It feels like we were in some sort of weird. Twilight Zone. Like I haven't been watching other MLS games. I've just been watching international soccer. It's uh, uh now I think finally with two games in in three days we're gonna we're gonna get back into the flow of things and start to really feel like we're in MLS again. Yeah, we are because we've got uh, the game coming up against uh, Toronto on Saturday. Um, both John and I will be there. We'll actually get to meet face to face instead of over video calls. Um, uh, gonna be, I mean, it's kind of like, it, it's a similar situation that we have coming up. Uh, I guess the only difference between the last time we played them is that Michael Bradley will not be there. Um, and, or Josie, Josie Altero, we didn't see anyway, cause he picked up an injury. Um, so I think you're seeing, you know, a team that has a dangerous player in Pasuelo. Um, DC did a really good job with sort of a makeshift lineup of kind of shutting him down and, and preventing him from getting any opportunities any major opportunities. So I think that's, that's good. Uh, if they can sort of frustrate him again, um, they all, they always did well against Javinko as well. I remember they would always just shut him down. Like he, I think that maybe the first time they played him, he did pretty well. And they decided, all right, we're just going to frustrate the heck out of him and, 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 and go from there. So, um, so that's, that's certainly going to be an interesting thing to watch is can Pasuelo, you know, make a difference in this team. Obviously De Leon coming back to Audi field, um, coming back to the stadium that he, uh, that he that he left that he got one one game out of so that'll be interesting to see. Um, yeah, uh, I think it's going to be a fun game and it's a it's a critical game for DC. They need another three points. Um, they got three points and uh, Atlanta lost and uh, Philly uh, got a draw, so they gained ground which they don't normally do on some on some teams or separated themselves a little bit. Uh, basically, made it so Atlanta has to be pretty close to perfect in their games at hand to catch up on them. Um, and they also put a little bit more pressure on uh, on New York as well to sort of keep up keep up pace. So, um, by the way, I mean the schedules the schedule release is really weird right now. If you see like New York City is at fourteen games played right now, fourteen That's games. Nuts. So we're at eighteen. They're at fourteen. So they have four games in hand on us. It's just ridiculous. This whole schedule has just been an absolute mess. They have not handled they have not handled the move to this you know October November playoff at all. So the playoffs better be a lot better. Yeah. That's all I'd say. They the better playoffs. be like, wow, I remember that the playoffs are happening and, and all the teams that are in it because it actually was consecutively played. I, I am worried. The The problem that everybody had with the old format of the playoffs was that the there was like, you know, you had the knockout games, which were which were always kind of fun. Then you had the the two, you know, the, the quarterfinal games, the playing games. And then there was the, the, the sort of the break for the FIFA. And then the playoff momentum just went like this. So their solution to that is, well, we're just going to switch to a single format and we're just going to go knock out whole yards ball, a two week blitz of games to the final. And my concern with that is that it's literally going to be done and over with before you even like, you know, you're going to literally be at the playoffs and then be at MLS Cup like a week and a half later. Like it's going to be really weird and kind of strange. Um, so I, I I wish they could figure out a way to push the season back, you know. 
push it back to like, you know, late February, even if you have to stretch it out a little bit and then you can actually play because I mean, I, I do think playoffs should be, I understand the importance of, of acknowledging the regular season, but I do think playoffs should be, you know, a, it should be an, a, 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 a challenge in and of itself. Uh, the NBA playoffs are long, but they but they they're a challenge in and of themselves to make it. Um, and same with the with the Stanley Cup playoffs in hockey. I mean, it's, it's long, but you, it's a real challenge to get through it. And there's there's one thing about playing well in the regular season. There's another thing about playing well in the playoffs. And I kind of like that um, in American sports. And I'm not sure I really like this whole like blitz and like literally like the first play the number one team after they regular season just needs to win three games to, to win MLS cup. And that just seems a little bit too much on the short end um, of things. So I would like a little bit of a stretched out playoffs, but they bump up right on that FIFA date. And it's just really hard. I think for them, I think this might be, they looked at this as kind of their best option. So we'll see how it goes. It might be, it might be great. I might love it. I might come back and say, wow, that was really lots of fun. And that was incredible amounts of fun. So we shall see the, uh, the, on the Toronto's website, there's a headline: uh, "Toronto FC president gives Greg Vanny vote of confidence." That's a uh, in, in European soccer. That's usually a prelude to being fired in two weeks. So keep that in mind. I think I could see this as a as a uh, as a make or break game for him because he's having another season that they've spent a lot of money. Now they essentially brought in a Javinko replacement in Pasuelo, and they still look kind of. And uh, I mean, Nick DeLeon's. I think showing a little age, I don't think he's been quite as effective uh, as as uh, as he was sort of to start the season. Um, so you know, again, they no way <laughs> the right? guy with the chron- the guy with the chronic degenerative knee injury is uh, <laughs> starting to <laughs> starting to show some wear. He had a, he had like a he had a two month like just freak renaissance where you would think maybe he was like shooting steroids directly into his knees, uh, but. I think now he's normal again. Well, I mean, there were questions like when he when he was lighting it up. Everybody was like, "Well, why did DC let him go?" Like, man, we could really use him. We could use him out there. And now we're starting to see. I think DC knew, and they're like, "Look, I'm sorry. We're sorry, Nick, but three hundred thousand dollars is way too much to spend on a guy who we're not sure can can hold up." And I think maybe we're starting to see him be a little bit more human now. Um, and he's starting to come down come down to earth, and the and the season's starting to take a toll on him. So. Uh, I'll be curious to good see for what, him. Good for him for getting his extension. Yeah, though. good for him getting paid. Obviously, not no no disrespect to him, but you can see sort of that DC maybe made a smart move in saying, okay, you know things aren't great. I mean, it would be awesome to have him off the bench. I mean, yep. if he were there on the bench, he would be coming out 60, 70th minute, no question about it. Um, but uh, that you know it is what it is with that. So uh, so yeah, uh, should be a fun game. I'm looking forward to it. I'm very much looking forward to being out at Audi Field and seeing how things are the same slash different. Um, so I'll be there with my whole family. So my whole family's coming out. So it'd be a lot of Great. fun. Be a lot of fun. We do predictions. Um, yeah, for this game, oh, I'm going 2-1. I think Acosta scores, Rooney scores, and Pastuelo scores. I, I had 2-1 also, but for Toronto. Oh, wow. You're going lost. Yeah, that. If 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 anyone's keeping score at home, and I'm sure maybe just Dan is one who would keep score on this, this would be the first time I have predicted a loss. I think. Yeah. Uh, I I think that's what's going to happen. Uh, I think Pozuelo scores two, uh, and then Rooney scores one off a penalty kick, and that's and then we, and then we lose. That's my thought. Hope I'm wrong. 
All right. Um, well, guess with that, thank you all so, so much for listening. Uh, we'll have probably lots more to talk about after the game on Saturday and plenty of other things coming up. Uh, we're getting ready for the second half of the season. Should be a lot of fun. A lot of fun coming up for DC. So uh, thank you all so much for listening. Patreon.com slash RFQRefugees. Twitter.com slash RFQRefugees. Email us RFQRefugees at gmail.com. Give us things to talk about. Always, always love. You guys are amazing. You guys are why we do this show. And we will catch you all next week. Vamos. Vamos.